T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from American Family Field, and the results, again, are good. A Brewers 4-3 victory and a big win for the crew to take the game in the series as uh, you are now welcomed into the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, there's Evan Heffelfinger. My name is Tim Allen, live here in the Lakeland University studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu, a 4-3 final today. Nice little playoff tune-up, huh? How about that? With the victory, they go to 86 and 55, 31 games over 500. They have a chance, guys, to uh, go ahead and seal the deal. And uh, with a win on Friday in Cleveland, because they're they're off tomorrow, they have a chance to go 32 games over 500 for the first time in their franchise history. Think about that. They've never been 32 games over 500. Now a 12-game lead in the Central, 21 to play. Cincinnati loses today. Magic number at 10. We're going to break down that magic number and try to pinpoint when the celebration is going to occur. And we'll get into uh, hearing from Craig Council. And there's a few things in this game that, that were pretty impressive. And one was Aaron Ashby. That's what stuck out to me was Aaron Ashby and his performance today. And also... Uh, Eduardo Escobar homers for the first time since August 2nd. And he, he's got 25 homers on the year. Think about that. I mean, people are wondering about this offense here. I, I, I'm, really, I'm really not that worried about the offensive part of things. Omar Narvaez with a double. I mean, you had Christian Yelich pitching in again. And an RBI single. You had the Escobar home run. You just had... You know, again, it could be somebody different every single night. And uh, then we get to Freddie Peralta. Pitch count up and just kind of fighting himself. And I will say this, that the biggest concern there would be the velocity down a little bit. So we're going to hear from Craig Council on that and and a whole lot more. I want to get your reaction, 20,000 plus at American Family Field. I will say this, you guys are into it. 
you you guys uh, the the fans in the in the park today for a crowd that's right around 20,000 was loud it was loud and 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 that's the thing we want to get into how you're consuming your brewers baseball here down the stretch because i've i've been asking around and you know some people are saying well i'm going to you know i catch it when i can uh, it's not quite a appointment setting kind of viewing or listening quite yet. Just because of the cruise control nature of this season right now, at least the ports, this portion of the season right now. And so how much Brewers baseball do you, do you get to? Now, to, to be fair on that question, I know that um, listeners to this show are probably, for the most part, uh, into that uh, hardcore category, try to catch every game, every inning, every pitch. But life gets in the way, guys. I, I understand that. This is this is not your life, Brewers baseball. But how much of it do you consume and where and when and how do you view and follow Brewers baseball this year? In what, uh, mid-September, I guess we could call it now, September 8th. Is that what the date is? Yeah, September 8th. And uh, and the Brewers in cruise control. Magic number at 10. I'll just walk you through just a second here. I'll walk you through just the next five games. There's three in Cleveland after an off day tomorrow. Three in Cleveland. Would you say that they'd probably it's okay to assume they'll win the series? I think it's fair to assume that. I do. So just based on that alone, the magic number's at eight. You get an off day on Monday, and then there's two against the Detroit Tigers. Probably fair to say you win minimum one of those games. I think that's fair. Magic number down to seven. This is to Wednesday, September 15th, next Wednesday. The magic number should be, and again, fair projections, should be at seven just based on the Brewers' production alone. This discounts the Reds. Let's just say in the matter of uh, from now until next Wednesday, the Reds lose two games. That puts the magic number at five on uh, Wednesday, September 15th. So Then an off day on Thursday, then a three-game set against the Cubs. Is it possible they could, in theory, celebrate in front of the Chicago Cubs? <laughs> that, that would be awesome. That absolutely would be awesome. All right, want to get your reaction on this one. This was a nice little playoff tune-up, guys. It was. This was a hard-fought, tightly contested game. You had uh, more ups than downs, which did have a, a, a couple of downs. It, it's been a while since we've seen in succession uh, Boxberger, Williams, and Hader, and they get the job done. And, you know, Boxberger, you know, you see the difference between higher leverage situations and, and his last time out just wasn't that. And, it, and he didn't pitch well his last time out. But now you see the higher leverage, you take that lead on an Esky home run, and then you just slam the door on these guys. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be box Williams, Hader, nine up, nine down. It will occasionally and has been occasionally. 
But there might be a little traffic here and there. You had a couple of base runners against Williams. You had two walks from Josh Hader. So it's not going to be absolutely perfect. But it, it was sweet to see today that, you know, the middle ground in Suter and Ashby and then the box Williams Hader. Door slam at the end there. 414-799-1250. As uh, also just, just on the docket today, uh, the Brewers' offense as a whole, you know, uh, Willie Adamas is uh, obviously on the uh, injured list. But when he gets back, I just, I'm really, really looking forward to this uh, Brewers' offense, what they do down the stretch and into the postseason. I'm fascinated by that because a lot of us hung tough on this offense in the earlier portions of the season. We just said there's too much talent based on the names on the backs of those jerseys. There's too much talent here for these guys to have a uh, collective team batting average. I, they may have bottomed out under 200 as a team earlier this year. 414-799-1250. And, and again, how do you watch Brewers baseball these days? I mean, is it, is it sit down and, you know, cordon off three or four hours and, and catch the whole game? Is it listening while you're running around town, chasing kids around? Is it uh, just getting caught up the next day on a show like this? You know, you can check out the podcast or whatever it is, and you get caught up the next day. If you've got, I don't know, what's going on here in, in September? Does bowling, your bowling league start up? Is softball still going on? Probably got the kids doing the homework these days. But I, again, I, I, I can't imagine... What the, what the energy and festive uh, occasion, um, high energy occasion, is going to be once these guys get to a playoff game at American Family Field. Can you imagine that? I mean, the, the, not just the city of Milwaukee, but the state of Wisconsin. Just on every single pitch. If, if 20,000 sounded like they did tonight, sounded like you guys did tonight, I'm damn impressed because it's a, it's a, I won't say it, these are lame duck games, but in terms of, you know, playoff positioning or playoff clinching games, they're not playing those games right now. Yet you're, we're still hearing, I'm hearing personally through radio and TV crowd mics. The fans just are, you guys are so into it. I am too, man. This game, it did, didn't, didn't matter to me. I, I thought there was some huge battles in this game. Williams against Rhea Muto in the eighth inning. Aaron Ashby against Bryce Harper. Aaron Ashby against Rhea Muto. I mean, there were some big battles in this, and this was a nice step-up and stand-up game for this team. Really was. 799-1250. We'll get you a game recap here in just a, a second here. And we're going to hear from Craig Council. He's got to be pretty pleased. Okay, so we'll do some uh, projections here. They just won their 86th game. 86 and 55, 31 games over 500. And as I started the show, on Friday with a victory, they can hit a benchmark that has never been achieved in Brewers franchise history, and that's 32 games over 500. But maybe more importantly, with the 21 games remaining, 
if they go 14 and 7, are they capable of going 14 and 7 right now? Down the stretch here, 21 to play. And again, you've got three against Cleveland, two against Detroit, three against Chicago. So there's three, six, seven. There's eight of those 21 games against far inferior talent. Now, again, it's a baseball game. As you guys know, anyone can step up and beat anybody. But just collectively speaking, is it possible that this team (laughs) goes 14 and seven on the way out? and wins 100 games. That's tough to do in baseball. That's a freight train of a team. That's a force of a team. That's a powerful team that wins 100. Now, if you want the franchise record of 97 wins, then they would have to go, what, 11 and 10. 86, 96, yeah. 11 and 10. That's they're probably getting that. Evan, is it safe to say they're going to go 11 and 10? I yeah, I think it's safe to say that. I would I'd be surprised if they didn't go at least 11 and 10. That would be a franchise breaker right there, a record breaker in 97 victories. All right, let's get to our uh, game recap. Want to uh, get your your thoughts on whether or not this team can go 14 and 7. Also, how do you, how are you following Brewers baseball these days? These again as you know, we've been talking about this for a week. The division's been over for a while. The playoff spot is in the bank and drawing interest. It just is. So how do you consume and how much consumption of Brewers baseball are we getting here for you guys? Is it a touch base, a check-in every once in a while, catch a couple of innings here? Uh, you got to make dinner. As I said, you, you've got a lot of things going on. Maybe you want to go to the bar and watch some of the game. Eat some chicken wings, have a couple of beers, and then head back home before you got to go through the grind of work tomorrow morning. But I'm curious about that. Evan, we're different. We're, we're, we're different because we just not only want to enjoy it and would do it anyway, but, I mean, we do this job. So we're a little bit different, but how much consumption is going on for Brewers baseball? Because by the, by the looks of the attendance, some are, saying, uh, some are a little disappointed with the attendance. I feel like we shouldn't be looking too much at the attendance. What we should be seeing is, are the crowds engaged and active? And I think they are. Big time tonight. I mean, Big time. I hate to say it, but we are still kind of living in a post-COVID world where COVID has a and little bit an of an impact. impact. Yeah. It, to say otherwise would be absolutely ignorant. So I, I don't mind that there's only, what, 24,000 or so fans? Because it sounds like 40. That's all that matters. Everybody that's going there loves their Milwaukee Brewers and is supporting the team. And that's really all you can ask for. So I, I think that that is something that doesn't bother me. I think, I mean, it goes back to the small market thing. How often did we get mad that the Bucks didn't get talked about during their run? You were telling me before the show that the Brewers have only lost, what was it, one series since the All-Star break? That's Two? Right. That is unheard of. And why are we not hearing about that? We, I got a notification to my phone today that the Giants were the first team to hit 90 wins. I don't care. I want to know about the teams that are doing really well right now, and one of them is the Brewers. And I, I don't think they're getting talked about enough, which it could be a good thing if you want to get slept on in the postseason and then 
shock the world. I'm all for that, but I feel like locally we do a great job, but nationally not very well. Yeah, I, I would agree. They're starting to get some national love. There's no doubt, but uh, but I think some of the I, I I guess some of the bumps in the road here for some fans, some Brewers fans, local fans, is that ah, Woody Burns Peralta. They don't look like they did a while back. See, see, you can tell what's coming. No, you can't. Come on, guys, have a little faith, have a little hope, have a little confidence. This team is damn good. And they're gonna they're gonna do some damage in the playoffs. They just are a good team. A team close to a hundred victories is going to do some damage in the playoffs. They're really really good, really good. And then so if if COVID and you know life is getting in the way of uh, you know getting into American Family Field, well then how much consumption of Brewers baseball are you doing if you're not going to the game? As I said, are you, are you sitting home watching the game? couple hours maybe channel surfing and you'll you'll check in on commercial breaks if you're watching netflix or whatever you might be watching or you've got uh euchre on and and you're in the basement doing something you're in the garage fixings you're working on your car you're doing a little yard work all of these things but but i'm wondering because because it's different this year last three years totally different must view must listen appointment setting what time is the brewer game that's that's all you you heard last few years what time so who do they play next what time is their game this year maybe a little bit different even though the team might be the best it's been in all of these four years think about that are they better Then the 2018 team, the 2019 team, last year's team, a lot of different personnel. They may be the best they've been in four years. Yet, since you're not chasing, since it's a done deal that you're making the playoffs, maybe the consumption of Brewers baseball falls a little bit, which, again, I'm not going to judge you on that. I'm not going to pass judgment on on (laughs) you guys running your kids around or whatever. I mean, I'm so lucky that I get to follow this game because, one, I want to, and number two, well, I I have to so I can keep you guys informed on all this stuff. 414-799-1250 as um, the Brewers get the 4-3 victory. Let's get into our uh, game recap here. After two outs in that first inning, Freddie Peralta, well, throws up a solo shot to Bryce Harper, and I just cannot stand. This is just me. If if I'm picking apart anything that's sort of critical, this this has always been in me. I just don't like early runs I, in a game or a series, man. I just that whole trend or tone setting. And I've I've discussed uh, many many times over the years. I, I just I think that is so much more important than a lot of other people think. Just can we get a one two three harmless first inning in a big game? This was a rubber game today. You took the series today with this victory, but it's one zip after a half inning of play tonight. Brewers strike back in the bottom of that first inning. Leadoff base hit by Colton Wong. Escobar with a four-pitch walk. Yelich 
strikes out on a full count. Now he's working up. Uh, these guys are working up the pitch counts. Both sides really were early today. It did set the stage two on, one out for the Brewers catcher. Narvaez down the right field line. That's going to get down. In the score is Wong. Escobar will be held at third. And it's going to be an RBI double for Omar Narvaez. All tied at one. We'll try to drop a change up on Omar, and he would have nothing to, to do. Yeah, we'll take that right there. Omar, early uh, tone setting for the Brewers offense as uh, they tie the game right there. Luis Urias then walks to load him up, and, uh, well, the big man hit the Vogel slam the other day. Uh, he does, well, not that. To raise your hand if you thought he was going to hit a grand slam again. I don't. I know that's what I was thinking, but hey, it works. He knocks in a run the easy way. A strike. Bases loaded, one out, and it's ball four. Gibson walks a run in. Now the fire is really hot. RBI the easy way for Vogelback. It's two to one Milwaukee. Still one out. Still bases loaded. And really, no command of the fastball. Yeah, and JBJ and Lorenzo Kane struck out to end the frame, but they do take the lead 2 to 1 into the second inning. Lead off base hit by the Phillies erased on a double play ball and uh Freddie holds the Phillies off the board in that second inning. Brewers get back at it in their half of the second. Freddie Peralta lead off base hit. Colton Wong 2 for 2 after a double right there. Escobar then lined out to third, and it set up Christian Yelich. Here's a one-two. Yelich pulls one on the ground, backhanded. Miller coming home, and Peralta's in there. Boy, what is Brad Miller thinking? Well, one thing he's thinking is Kyle Gibson never went to first base. Good point. Yeah, there, there was a little mental error right there by the Phillies, and we'll take it 3-1 to one as uh, get the ball in play. Things like that occur. Don't get me going on balls in play again. I don't want to go there. Freddie Peralta, all sorts of problems in that third inning, up 3-1, to one, leadoff base hit, and then a bunt attempt, uh, sacrifice attempt. Omar goes to second. Luis Urias drops the ball. Everybody's safe. Herrera with a base hit to load him up. Nobody out. Uh, let's get a punch out or a pop-up, Freddie. He gets the pop-up, but then he walks Bryce Harper with the bases loaded. That made it 3-2 at that time. Fielder's choice ground out, plates the tying run, 3-3 Peralta's pitch count sky high in this one. And uh, the Brewers don't answer. 1-2-3 in the bottom of that third inning into the fourth. And Freddie, after two outs, is pulled for Brent Suter. And uh, between the two of them, they have a scoreless frame, 3-3, three, three, bottom four. And it kind of stayed right there. Escobar, two-out base hit into the fifth inning, tied. Ashby takes over, goes 1-2-3. And the Brewers' uh, offense a chance in that bottom of the fifth inning. One-out base hit by Luis Urias. One out later, Lorenzo Kane with a walk. Two on, two out for JBJ. Phillies uh, go to their bullpen for a lefty, right? You're going to go lefty-lefty against JBJ. Nope, they go to a right-hander. 
Tough night for JBJ again. Flies out to shallow right, 3-3 into that uh, sixth inning. And how about Aaron Ashby standing tall, a leadoff walk to Bryce Harper. Now, I think it's a sign of respect, and, and here's where it's the game within the game, guys. Harper stepping in, stepping out. He's, he's, he's kind of calling timeout late, and I think it's a sign of respect. I don't know if he felt particularly comfortable with Aaron Ashby. And so Ashby then uh, walks him. Then the next batter, JT Riamuto. This was, I think, the at-bat of the game here, guys. I really do. It's an eight-pitch at-bat. Ashby not giving in to, to the uh, Phillies catcher. He's fouling off good pitches. Ashby does, uh, again, he's staying with his good stuff. Hey, I- I'm going to challenge you here. I'm going to use my best stuff. I'm going to trust my catcher, Omar Narvaez. And here was the outcome on pitch number eight. He can run too. He's a tough guy to double up. He's only been doubled up three times this season. Legged out a potential double play ball in the third. Bouncing ball. Rios got a hurry. Wong to turn in time. Double play. Six four three. It goes. Well done, Jackson. Yeah, that was big time, guys. Then Gregorius uh, ground out. Ashby, too scoreless, just standing tall, looking good for the Brewers' rookie left-hander. Bottom of the sixth inning, tie game, 3-3. He's been swinging a hot bat, and I think one of the underrated, unsung, under-talked-about, under-appreciated men in this Brewers' offensive lineup, Eduardo Escobar. Last time he pitches in San Francisco. Oh, Escobar! Sends one deep to right. And the Brewers will take the lead on a bomb by Escobar. Yeah, there it is on Bally Sports Wisconsin. First home run since August 2nd. Don't let that fool you guys. Dude has 25 home runs. We're going to see a power surge out of Eduardo Escobar before the season's done. Much like we talked about with Christian Yelich. The power's coming. The timing might not be any better for these two guys. Power surge as you head into the postseason. I cannot wait for that. So it's set up 4-3. You haven't used uh, the, the, the combination of Boxberger, Williams, and Hayter for quite some time. And in fact, you haven't uh, used Williams and Hayter in the entire homestand. So you get a chance here, 4-3, in a big test against Philadelphia, playing for their playoff lives. This was a huge game for the Philadelphia Phillies and a team that's pretty talented. They really are. So I like this going down the stretch here. It's, it's tests like this. But Boxberger, where would this bullpen be without Brad Boxberger this year? He's been amazing. A scoreless seventh inning. Devin Williams, a scoreless eighth inning. And again, a couple of base runners there for Williams gave up a two-out uh, infield single to Segura. But uh, I, I don't know if he was pitching around Harper after that. It was a four-pitch walk, and, and maybe it was. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe he just lost control. Williams has been known to walk a, a, a man or two over the course of uh, a week or so. But 
He does walk Harper and then gets out of it. So a scoreless eighth inning for Williams. Josh Hader, a leadoff walk. That got me nervous. The walk with two outs, he, he induced a, a double play after that. But the walk with two outs, that I wasn't as nervous there. But the leadoff walk, I was like, ooh, nah, don't do this now. Hader locks it down. 30 saves now on the season for the Brewers left-hander and the 86 victory against 55 losses for the crew here. 21 games remaining. Can they get 14 and 7 in the 21 games? Because that would put them at 100 wins on the season. We'll take it. Want to get your reaction? We'll hear from Craig Council coming up. And and how much of these uh, Brewer games are you consuming here? And in what fashion, TV, radio, just getting caught up um, on the internet, uh, following it on Twitter. Some of these guys are almost doing play-by-play on Twitter. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Brewers beat the Phillies, win the game in the series. We'll be right back, 12.50 a.m., the fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Welcome back, Brewers. Another victory. They take the game in the series 4-3, the final. And uh, we're talking about how in the world you are watching or listening to Brewers baseball, following Brewers baseball. And admittedly, uh, I will uh, say this, that are these high leverage games? Nope. They're kind of not in terms of the win-loss column, in terms of uh, a playoff appearance in in terms of, um, you know, really need this victory, got to have this victory type games. So leave that to me. I'm kind of a knucklehead in that regard. As, as we discussed a week ago, that you know, I, I am still agitated. Even though they're in cruise control, I'm still agitated after losses. But that's me. I, I can do that. I, I'm not the normal one. You guys are. Do you, do you still watch a three-hour baseball game knowing that it's, you know, the game – for all intents and purposes, in terms of making the playoffs, doesn't really matter. Evan, do you, do your parents watch the games? Do your you know do do you have friends that follow every pitch, every game? I do. I have friends definitely who follow every pitch and watch every game. My parents, well, my mom, she isn't a big sports fan. My dad is a Cubs fan. So he finds a way to watch both the Brewers and the Cubs every single night, which I give him props for that. But I would say my grandpa watches every game. It, 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 I, I guess my family's a little bit different just because baseball is in our blood. We're kind of the fanatics. But I think I'm adequately enough around people who watch a lot of Brewers baseball. I uh, have conversations about Brewers baseball, and, and you know, I, I don't want to offend anybody, but there's, there's been people I've, I know for a long time um, that will say, hey, did you see that Brewers game the other day? Did you see that, that, that big guy hit a grand slam? No. Uh, and I'm like, dude, I've known you for 26 years. You don't know what I do for a living? It's like, oh, that's right. You talk about sports. Okay, check. 
Um, so I again, I'm not the normal one. You guys are the more normal, um, objective. I think a little more than than maybe me and and a lot of Brewer hardcores. But how, how are we viewing this now that the Brewers have themselves in this situation? I think we find little little things to motivate us. For me, with 21 games remaining here in the 21 championship season, I would really like that 14 win total, 14 and seven. I think it's possible. I do. That's 100 victories. Even to go 11 and 10 in the remaining 21 gives them a franchise record in regular season wins. The best regular season this organization has ever had. With a win on Friday, will be 32 games over 500. This organization in their franchise history has never been 32 games over 500. All of those benchmarks, all of those special things could occur here in the rema- remainder of the season here. 799-1250, let's go, to, let's go to Marshall. Marshall, you're first up here on the fan. What's going on? How do you watch Brewers baseball? How are you consuming all this? Well, I appreciate you having me up first tonight, guys. Uh, thank you for the question. Uh, I'll just say this. You know me, Tim. I'm, I have a lot of in, different interests and uh, everything. And, um, you know, I don't own all the technological advice devices under the sun either, just some. But mostly I just, you know, try to catch some of it while I'm doing other things, while I'm channel surfing. You know my tennis interest. I've been over there a lot today and this week. And, everything enjoying that but i did tonight for example i did catch the ninth inning and caught parts of it uh, in between especially Mm -hmm. as it got very close there i listen to the radio occasionally as well you know i if if i'm in my room doing things i'll flip the radio on and Mm -hmm. your bob euchre and lane and all the guys there Uh, so those are my two chief ways. Maybe, maybe it's my age. I'm, you know, you know, I'm a bit old, even a little older than you by a, by a hair, and you know all of that. So I get it with younger people with the, the the technology, how they do it. But that's how I do it, and I'm thrilled about everything. I think they'll de- in your other questions. I think they'll go 11 and 10 at least. Um, they better get it done, though, guys. I just warn you that this, they finish on the road. Granted, things may be clinched by then, mm-hmm. but uh, it's in Los Angeles for one thing. It's still the Dodgers, and uh, they better take advantage of Detroit and Cleveland and, and the like here. That said, I think they're going to at least get the franchise record. I think 100 might just depend on on Craig and how he wants to use the personnel, If given that we're going to probably clinch everything. I'm just cool. You know, 100 would be great. It's tough to do. My gosh, the Cubs did 103 and 16, you know, and hadn't done that in, since 35, guys. So that, that included some good Cub teams in between that, even those that didn't make the goal very far. And uh, But if they just break the franchise record, I think that should be the goal. 500 is a should-be deal mm-hmm. here with what we have. Yeah, the Cardinals, uh, and, that, that and road trip. get ready for the playoffs at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Marshall, thanks for the call. Thanks. I got I to gotta scoot. But – you know that that final road trip to uh, St. Louis and and L.A., all of those games might not mean a thing, and I'm trying to um, I'm trying to process this earlier today. 
Craig Council made a comment, and I thought it was uh, rather prophetic, in that he said since 2017, think about this, since opening day 2017, the Brewers have played one irrelevant game, and that was game 162 and 17. Remember 161, I think, I want to say, this is just off the top of my head, Aaron Wilkerson ended up in that game in St. Louis, I think it was. But again, the next day, game 162, they were eliminated, 161. They got eliminated. So that that final game there was just the irrelevant game. Are these relevant games then? I guess you could say they still are because they haven't mathematically clinched yet. Would that be, by definition, relevant games here, Evan? Yeah, I, I think as long as you out. have something to play for, it's a relevant game. And now, even if they get a spot clinched, you're playing for best record in the National Seating, League, right. playing for best record in the franchise's history. So those are still classified and defined as relevant games? I think so. I think it's different than like in football when week 17, a team is 14-1, and one, and they really don't need to play their starters because they have the first seed locked up. I feel like that's different. Every game, especially towards the end when seeding is huge in baseball, you kind of have to play it like it's a playoff game. Yeah, well, th- it looked like one today, that's for sure. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's go to Nick. Nick, you're next up on the fan. Hey, Nick. Hey there, Tim. What's going on? How you doing? Uh, thanks for taking my call again. Now, a little more behaved than last time when I called out in uh, <laughs> San Francisco when you and Pipe Bomb took me on. That was a good time. No, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I'm definitely, you know, taking it in, breathing it all in. Me and my buddies on the east side, it's, it's every game, whole game, post game with you every night. Uh, it's it's really special. We, we forget 2018 – this team ran to the finish line. They had to just get two 30 games over. They went on that, you know, 12, 11 game winning streak. That's right. Right there. Right there. I mean, these kids are going to be playing free baseball, like free and open, getting their swings back together. Uh, it, man, it's. So you're an every time. pitch guy, though, Nick. You're oh, in every pitch. So you either by radio Absolutely. or TV, just just every, every game, every pitch still? Yeah, I'm trying to get to some cheap ones if I can get down there. I went to two this weekend. Unfortunately, not the uh, Grand Slam game, but mm-hmm. if I can get a cheap ticket, I'm getting down there as much as I can. And I got my, my ways to get my TV for free, you know what I mean? Um, but it's great. <laughs> yeah, that. Seems to be a habit with uh, with folks <laughs> these days. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. My only concern is we talk about every seems like every night with JBJ. Three. I looked up his stats. Three oh for thirty. Three. Three for twenty-seven in the last twelve-ish games, and he's playing. He's playing. He's getting at bats. He's not just pinch hitting. He's hitting at bats. He's getting starts. I know. He's got twenty-seven at bats since the 29th of August. That's a chunk. Here, here's what I, you know, I was talking with Bart Winkler this morning on the show, and 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 I think I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that this we may see a more true Jackie Bradley Jr. and and I at least would try it. Once Tyrone Taylor gets healthy enough to play, I believe that you put JBJ back in the role you're going to use him 
if he makes the playoff roster. And I say if, I think he will. But let's just, let's just say he, he does. Put him in the role that you will use him in the playoffs. That means he's not starting in the playoffs. I think we can all <laughs> yeah. agree with that, right? Yeah. Well, was, it, was it the same show? I was listening with you and Bart where you were like, well, give him, give him six days in a row. Let him start six games in a row. Yeah, this was a while, that was a while back though. Okay. Yeah, okay. That was a while ago. No, uh, no, JBJ c- clearly yeah. it's not working with him starting. So what if you just back it down a little bit and you just say, "Hey, this JBJ, Jackie, this is the way we're going to use you in the postseason." So what you're going to do is you, you'll be a double switch. You'll be a, a pinch runner, a pinch hitter, a, a guy that goes in to lay, lay down a bunt, a defensive replacement, all of those things are the way they're going to use him if indeed he makes the playoff roster. And, and if he doesn't, well, it's a moot point. So, I mean, that's the, that's the final thing that I would try because I'm, I'm at a loss yeah. with him. Yeah, I mean, 170, 170 now. It's just, it's just almost yeah. feeble at times. <laughs> you know yeah. that? Well, and it's I, sad I to see know it. it. I know it. I absolutely do it. It's- Nick, thank, thanks for the call. Great talking to you. It, it really is sort of sad in a way. I mean, I got a heart. I don't want him to be brought up every single post game show. We're we're talking about all these positive things, and then at the end, it's uh, it's just the one negative is this. I feel bad for him. Jackie's a nice enough guy. Yep. I just I wish he wasn't hitting one seventy. You know, and just and just not looking good. I mean, you you could understand if he was coming up with a big hit here and there, and he did the other day uh, to fire up that. Uh, uh, that inning, the ninth inning, the Vogel slam inning, he did double to to start that rally. But my goodness, if he if he launches a two three run home run when the game was tied in the fourth or fifth, I mean I get it once in a while, once a week, once every ten days, it's just it's just kind of it, it bothers me. It, it does. I, it's it's sort of painful to watch. It really is seven nine nine twelve fifty. But how are you consuming and how much of this Brewers you know stretch run? Are you watching or listening to? Because it, things are sealed up, as as uh, uh, the great Ted Davis would say. It's in the bank and drawing interest on a playoff appearance. Let's go to Patrick. You are next on the fan. Hello, Pat. Hey, how are you guys tonight? More important how you are. You know that. Um, I'm good after this win. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm consuming every pitch, every inning. <laughs> Um, whether it's at home or at the game or going to the bar, you know, they, I think the only exception the last few weeks is gone to my daughter's college soccer games, and that's about it. Otherwise, it's everything. I'm all in with every pitch. It's uh, it's too much like 2018, you know. That was just a great season, and and uh, made some playoff games for that run, and it just uh, I can't. Can't turn the TV off. It's too good. Yeah. yeah, no, and I get it though. But I, I totally understand also how some would say, "Hey, they got it wrapped up. Let's let them get their ducks in a row." I'll pe- take a peek every now and then. But, but you're right with, with the family and life getting in the way of of sports at times. I, I completely get it. I, I see yeah. again as I stated a while back. You know, I'm lucky that I, I number one, I want to do this because I did this before this show. I mean, you got you guys got to understand. I followed every pitch and was dissecting and picking and poking and pecking these games apart before I started this show. 
I'd get on the phone with buddies. I'd be on a bar stool just saying, can you believe that Jenkins did, you know, I mean, I've been doing this show for a long time, but on the other hand, I'm not a good comparison either because I do this for a living. So I sort of have to watch every pitch. Right. Right. It, it's just, uh, I mean, I think the diehards are, are doing it all, are all in and watching every pitch. We just, like I said, it's hard to turn off. Um, to me, even with an 11 game lead or a 12 game lead, it's, uh, it's, there's still something to play for. I think Evan hit it on the head before that, you know, even after you clinch, like, do you, are you still close enough to like get the best record in, you know, in the national leagues? And that's, that's exciting. Um, just a point about JBJ. I'm, I'm for JBJ being on the post or post, uh, in the playoff roster. I just, mm-hmm. I just think his defense is too good. I'm just, Avi makes me a little nervous. He's got the lower leg issues. Don't know, you know, how much that's affecting him or if he's going to be able to heal up. And um, I just think JBJ is too valuable compared to like a Vogelbach. It's going to come down to him or Vogelbach, I believe. Well, all right. Thank you. And we'll talk again, Patrick. All right. Seven, nine, nine, 12, 50. That, uh, that giant series, you say defensive replacement for JBJ. You think about that uh, that fly ball that Avi sort of screwed up. Um, 90 wins for the San Francisco Giants, 86 for the Brewers. And you take one off the Giants, it's just a fly, just catch the ball, and they win the game. This wasn't, you needed a big two-out hit here. This was just catch a fly ball. Take one away from the Giants at 80, and that puts them at 89. Add one to the Brewers at 87. They would have a much better pot and still do though. And I agree with you, Evan and, and Patrick that I, I would want that one seed. I don't, I, you know, again, to, to, to pick who you're going to play or to, I don't know. It's just, you're going to play who you play. Just just win these, win these games down the stretch, make sure you're in tune, make sure you're in rhythm and the chemistry's good and, and you're rolling hot uh, heading into the postseason. see what happens. Get one more in here, Evan, where are we going? Let's go to Mike in Greenfield. Hello, Mike. You're on the fan. Okay, I'm calling in just cheerleading. I want. I uh, it's awesome, and it was a great game. Brewers came back. Every somebody else is always doing something, and I was hoping Vogelbach would hit another grand slam, but he didn't. But um, you mentioned something that you thought they needed to clean up some of the base running. Yeah. And I mentioned that to Rami about a week ago, and he didn't necessarily bust me at it, but he got back on the air after a break and said that the Brewers are one of the best scoring teams on the bases. And I guess I wanted to, I agree with you, they still do too many gaps on the bases. And uh, I just wanted you to make a comment on that. Uh, okay. I know L- Rami's a Cub fan. We still allow him to be on the station and talk Brewers, but um, uh, I just want to know what you thought about that. <laughs> okay. All right, Mike. It's a really good question. Have it a really good night. is. Yep. It's a really good question. Imagine yeah. Mr. Smallball hater Rami Makloff talking about the Brewers and how good they are on the base pass. Interesting. Baseball analytics, statistical information 
has gotten to the point where it's very much like the radio ratings industry. And I'm serious. You can twist and turn and massage and push and force any outcome or philosophy on almost any statistical piece of information. It's getting to that point, guys. You could be worst in the market in one category, and then you say, oh, but hey, females between 18 and 32 were number two. You know, it's, it's just, we do the follow every pitch test. How about watch the games and watch a back pick and two outfield assists and watch a baseball game in which that particular game took an innings worth of offense away from your baseball team. There's no way to massage that any, any nicer. But what you do is you expand the window to the last 10 games. Baseball reference, last 10 games, last month. You know, again, are they scoring runs? And then the, 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 the answer will be, well, they're third in scoring runs. How do you score runs without getting, having good base running? You know, again, you can twist this information around, Mike. That's all I got to say. We watch every game. We're in the brotherhood of really the bulk majority, Evan, wouldn't you agree on this show? Bulk majority kind of our every pitch followers, right? I think that's safe to say. Yeah, I would think uh, three quarters of our listeners are the every pitch. You need to do that. It's not played. Again, I'll go back to it. This game is not played on a computer algorithm. It's still played on a baseball field. It still is. Uh, if, if you're looking at simulations, then uh, uh, some entity somewhere ran uh, some 58,000 simulations of this year's NFL season and has the Green Bay Packers beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC title game but losing to the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. That's not how this works. This works on that field right in front of you. Watch the games. You'll see. You'll see the base running absolutely needs to be cleaned up. They see it. You see it. You can't, you, you can't clean up that. You can't justify that. All right. Good question, though, Mike. It really is a good question. Any, any statement around baseball these days, Evan, you can find the opposite to bolster the opposite through statistical information. It's kind of crazy. It kind of makes it fun in, in a way. All right, the Brewers get the victory today. They, uh, they beat the Phillies and take the series, a 4-3 final. Freddie Peralta, a few issues in this game. You did have a, a, a tie-breaking tie home run from Eduardo Escobar in this one. And get used to that because there's more to come for him and Christian Yelich. These two guys, a power surge on its way. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Evan Heffelfinger, that's, that is his real name, seriously. My name is Tim Allen. We'll be right back. Craig Council coming up here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. 
Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to ScholzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Baseball, full of numbers. 4-3, Brewers win. 86-55, their mark here thus far in the 2021 championship season. 21 games left. 31 games over 500. Magic number at 10. Ah, all sweet numbers. They go 14 and 7. They win 100 games. I think it's possible. I do. And I look at that final uh, road trip of the season. Those games might be playing out the string here for both teams. All of those teams. The Brewers, Cardinals, and Dodgers. I mean, so... All those numbers, just, you know, baseball, you can make it as, as uh, confusing and convoluted as you want, or you can make it uh, pretty simple. Friday's win, if they win, indeed. Um, and, Evan, you will be at that game, right? You're headed down to Cleveland? I will be in Cleveland Friday night. Nice. They win that game. You'll experience franchise history, record breaker, 32 games over 500 if they get that victory. I didn't realize that's that. Cool. That's that's awesome. That's kind of cool. It it really is. Um just a just a a, a good run these days. You got to be feeling good about uh Wisconsin sports right now. I mean, think think about the situation. You just came off the Bucks magical run, NBA title. Um, you're, you're having the Brewers having a, just a stellar season. And then you've got the NFL firing up tomorrow. And uh, you're going to submit your lineups. You're, you're starting to jockey for position where you're going to watch the Packers-Saints game at 325 on Sunday. I mean, just all of these things. Good, good stuff. That's for sure. you got to be in a great mood. All right, let's, uh, let's hear from Craig Council. As the Brewers get the victory, they take the game and the series over the Phillies. Hey, Craig, baseball could be funny. Uh, Louie had a little of a tough night at short, and then he makes a great play to end the game. <laughs> Just kind of comes yeah, full I thought circle. He, I, I thought he made a nice play on the double play, too, but then the play before that. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's played a really good shortstop uh, in, in Willie's absence here for kind of the last two weeks. And, you know, a couple little tough plays tonight, but uh, made some great plays, too. Craig, what did you see in – from Freddie, was this a step forward for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think he's locked in, but I, I think he's healthy. I, I don't think there's any question about that. I, I thought, um, you know, the velocity was outstanding today. Um, I, I think we just got to keep getting him out there on regular, regular uh, turn, and um, well, we got, you know, three or four more, probably four more till till the end. So we got an opportunity to do that and just keep moving forward. Tonight, the uh, bullpen kind of laid out perfectly for you, didn't it? Starting with, with Aaron Ashby. Yeah, Aaron. I mean, Aaron did a great job. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to throw something a little bit different at Aaron every, every time, and he's handling it all very well um, as far as, like, getting ready and when you're going in and things like that. And he's handling everything very well. So um, we'll, we'll keep throwing things at him. Um and he's, he can't, continues to just pitch very, very well. Craig, do, um, the way Gibson started with all the walks and everything, uh, 
Did you think that maybe um, you should have done more damage against them in those first two innings? Well, yeah, I mean, we, you know, I looked up at, I think we had 40, he had 45 pitches with, with no outs in the second. And, you know, so that's, that's obviously a good thing. Um, you know, the Escobar line drive, you know, caught, hurt us. Um, he, he did He made some good pitches to strike guys out. You know, he had the walks that got him in trouble, but he also made some tough pitches to get some strikeouts. So, you know, we put three up against them in the first two innings. I think that he got through five innings was probably the, the frustrating part with, with the number of pitches he had quickly. So, but he, he's, he's a good pitcher and he settled in and, and did a nice job. I just follow up one thing on Ashby. When you say throwing different things at him, do you just mean the games have been different that he's gone into or have you guys purposely sort of thrown different things at him? Do, do you know what I'm saying? Have you, has there been some plan to expose him to different situations on purpose or has it just been the games? No, I mean, I think the games have led to different things. Um, and, you know, today, you know, we, we have given him a heads up kind of on when he's going to pitch and something. And then today it was just, you may pitch, you may not, you're in the bullpen, you're ready to go. What inning, you know, who knows? So, you know, he's, he's been primarily a starter. He knows when he's going into the game. And, and so he's had some, you know, he's started games here. He's, we've kind of scripted what inning he's going to go in. And today was just, you know, whenever you're needed, you get ready to go. He was up today and then had to sit down and then got back up. So I just think that's things when we get in, if, if we get into a situation that, um, you know, it's kind of the all hands on deck situation that we're hoping to get into that, you know, we're not going to be able to script anything for him. It's just going to be get ready and get in the game. Greg, you, you're, you're fond of saying you buckle up for the ride for the baseball season. That homestand was kind of buckle up, wasn't it? I mean, it was like every kind of game, you know, blowouts for both sides, tight games, dramatic victories. I mean, that thing – and then you won both series. Yeah, it, it, it was it was an odd one of our odder homestands for sure, and just the, the games were very different. They kind of had – every game had something a little different and um, – you know, we lost, we lost two blowout games, uh, that weren't very competitive. Um, we won a blowout game and then we had some great individual performances as well that got us a couple wins. So, you know, today was a, felt more like a game we've, we've won all year and that our bullpen, you know, especially our last three guys just, just locked it down and did a really nice job. You, you talk all the time, Craig, about stacks. You stacked up 31 over 500 now. That's, matches a franchise record is that type of milestone anything to you or is it still too much ball to think about that yeah i mean i think we got a bunch of games left um you know that that's a that's a good number no, no matter how you look at it that's a good number um but uh you know we get to enjoy that for a day and then it's at risk it's at risk friday night Building also a bigger cushion in the division, though, too. I mean, you know, you're you're putting a lot of pressure on anybody that has any idea of trying to make a run at you. Yeah, I mean that's that's the goal. I mean, I think we we just you know at this point it's us it's stacking up wins, and and if the teams behind us lose, it's it it gets it gets tough on them for sure. Um, but we 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 know it's in our hands right now. I mean, I think you get you you work this hard to build this lead and. It's in your, it's in our hands. And so that's how you see it. Um, and take care of our business that we've earned that, um, the ability just to just take care of our business. And uh, that's what we'll continue to try to do.
the pragmatist at times Craig Council as uh, <laughs> it talks about the 31 games over 500. Yeah, no matter how you look at it, it's cool, but as he thought about it, it's at risk on Friday. Oh, that you you just you just got to love that. Also, I love the question from Adam McAlvey in terms of Aaron Aspie. Is it is it a situation and you guys know my philosophy and our philosophy, get him in as many games as you can have them experience things did Craig does Craig Council and, and Murph and Hook and these guys do they look for a specific situation to run something different at him one of the better questions I've heard for a while it really is an interesting question there from our friend Adam McAlvey Eduardo Escobar hits his first home run since August 2nd it was the game winner it was mid-game but the game winner we're going to hear from Esky on the way next as uh, the Brewers get the 4-3 victory. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway as always here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Brewers get the victory. And this was, uh, Craig Council also mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago that this is more or less the type of game and the type of games that they've been playing all season long. So this got a little more like it. The, uh, the homestand, they did win uh, both series. And I thought it was interesting. Uh, Hodgecourt brought up that, you know, you had a, a little bit of everything in this series. And he's right on the money there. I mean, you just had, you had it all. Jubilation, you had blowouts, you had tightly contested, you had good individual performances, you had some good defense, you had some, eh, not so good defense. You just had some great matchups. I mean, today's, you know, to, to see uh, Ashby going at uh, Rhea Muto, I thought, I, I mean, I thought that was the, the, the A-B of the game outside of Escobar. I mean, that, that right there was an education for the Brewers' left-hander. And I don't believe there's a doubt in my mind that he makes the playoff roster. Would you have thought that? Heading into this season, I know that Craig Council in um, spring training said you will see Aaron Ashby this year. Now, in what context it was in, or uh, how they were going to use him, or how we were going to see him this year, that was up for debate at that time. But now, you know, you're, you're throwing Aaron Ashby out in a tie ball game, you know, against the Phillies and. They really need this victory, so what a test for the Brewers' left-hander. He's starting to pass every test. He really is, guys. That's pretty impressive uh, outing for uh, Aaron Ashby today. Eduardo Escobar hit his uh, 25th home run on the season tonight. It turned out to be the game winner. Let's hear from the Brewers' Eduardo Escobar. Yeah, Eduardo, uh, because of your injury, it had been a little while since you hit a home run. How did that one feel? You knew you got it right away, it looked like. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feel really good. I'm so happy as they coming from the 10-day uh, injury. You know, I recovered really good, but the most important for me is I'm fucking um, held the team with, you know, I know, I know for a long time 
no hay home runs, pero, you know, I still fight every bar, you know, uh, coming every day to the ballpark, um, working really hard, you know, I'm so happy, a great, uh, special today, you know, especially good pitcher, both sides, um, got a home run for win, you know, so I think it's, it's the most important, I'm so happy. Eduardo, you guys have done a good job winning series lately. How important was this one against a team that's trying to make the playoffs just like you are? It's, it's very important, man. But I think right now every series is very important, especially when you face these guys. Um, you, you compete, you know, because this guy go have a great chance to make a playoff. But when you win this series, this guy, you know, make you more you're proud of yourself, you know, because you compete game. For me right now, I think about it or when you face Felix, you feel you you feeling a playoff game, you know, because these guys compete for for make a make a playoff. But I'm so happy win this series right now. Right now it's the most important take a day off tomorrow and go to the Cleveland and play hard in Detroit too, you know. So I think it's the most important. Eduardo, when your games come down to the bullpens, you must really like your chances. Your your bullpen is so good. Uh, for me, when when coming to this thing, I said uh, this thing only need three wrong or two wrong for sure. I say it for myself. This is Eduardo Escobar because when you had this bullpen. You 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 know you're feeling really good. So only you need a couple wrong because when the 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 start only need five or six innings or seven innings. So because the the bullpen is coming, you you feeling okay. I got this guy, you know, because this bullpen is so and so is so really really good. So I'm so proud to play for this team. I'm so proud to play with this guy because this guy is so so good people, you know. Eduardo, the way the offense started out against Gibson, it looked like you might. Uh you know, knock him out of the game early. Was it frustrating to not take bigger advantage uh, and be able to do that? Yeah, you know, I guess it's still, still struggling, you know, but still, as I said, I think the first, second inning, you know, still three really, the, the, the ball really to go, you know. You got a good combination of the pitch, you know, throw more strike, you know, the struggle because throw a lot of ball, you know, but he come back. I know Gizzo for a long time, played together Gizzo in, in, in Minnesota. It's great, great, great guy. I love this guy, you know. I, I said to the yesterday, I said, talk to him, hey, man, I'm sorry because tomorrow I need to win this game, man. I don't know what happened, but... Um, you know, it, it's 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 really it's it's really tough because they, when they start throwing it, it combination the pitcher, you know, you know, it, it started the the offense, but hopefully, you know, still play hard, you know, and win the the, the game is the most important. Eduardo, you guys are twelve games up in first place now. Is that hard to believe? For me, it's unbelievable, man. <laughs> so you know how much. I'm happy, you know, it's, it's my first time in my career. Um, I mean, this, this thing will make a playoff. Uh, I'm so happy to be here for sure. You know, you know, you know, guys, how much I'm proud to be here. That's why coming here, uh, working hard every day, you know, because I have a great team. I have a special group. When you hire special people in your team, especially the manager, coach, and player, you, you come into our part. A, a play 100% every day, you know, that's why I'm so sad when they come, I go to the, the 10 day, uh, when my hand is hard, but, you know, something happened for, for uh, I, I believe it got uh, a lot, you know, something happened for some, but I come back here again, bringing my best energy every day, you know, help my team win now. 
Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Last time he pitches in San Francisco. Oh, Escobar sends one deep to right. And the Brewers will take the lead on a bomb by Escobar. There it was on Valley Sports Wisconsin as uh, Eduardo Escobar unties this ball game. I love BA when when you get your first reaction off the bench on a home run or off the bat on a home run. I I really like that that reaction just and when the other guys do it it's like, "Uh-oh." is <laughs> his first reaction occasionally. Uh, that's that's pretty good stuff. ABC audio video play of the game right there. I did think there were uh, others. You know, we heard it mentioned uh, Louis uh, diving grab to end the game. That was uh, full extension and and just outstanding. Louis uh, Luis Urias is is an interesting conversation because you know you 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 thought that. The, that Trent Grisham, Zach Davies deal um, was just a, a complete flop for a while, right? But you, sometimes you got to let a trade breathe. I talked to uh, Bart Winkler this morning about that. And it's it's tough to judge trades right away, and sometimes you got to wait things out a little bit to see how it pans out. It's, it's not an immediate thing a, a lot of times. It sure is making that trade v- viewed a, a lot differently right now. Louis' offensive performances and really is 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 improvements defensively. I uh, have been uh, have been coming along and and let alone what Eric Lauer uh, has been doing here this year. I mean we're seeing that as well. So I I won't say that it um it that trade is a, is a slam dunk win for the Brewers quite yet, but it sure does feel a lot better about the uh, that trade. Doesn't it to you, Evan? It just the years that these two guys are having does minimize that sort of you know opinion that you that you've had for a while on the Grisham deal. Absolutely, I think that we realized pretty early on that Luis was not a natural shortstop, and since the Adamas trade, I feel like all the pressure has been off of Louis. He can play all around the diamond. He still is going to get a ton of at bats and. He's been really, really good. I think that for, I think he's only 24, 23, 24. So he's only going to get better. And then for Eric Lauer, he's 25, 26. He has a almost a three ERA flat. I mean, what more can you ask for from a guy who is essentially your sixth starter, fifth starter? That's a great trade at this point. And yes, Trent Grisham is playing really well, but... I think that this is a trade that worked out best for both teams. Yeah, and it levels things off a little bit in your opinion of that trade is is the point. Um, you are going to the game on uh, Friday in Cleveland, and you are going to see a pitcher. We'll we'll take a look uh, ahead here at that that matchup, but you're going to see a pitcher for what the seventh time this year, and probably three different parks. I I remember I I had a season like that uh, years ago, and it it used to always be, 
and I think fans can relate to this, Evan, that, you know, you expect to go see players uh, that you that you haven't seen live, uh, pitch or play or whatever. Um, Chris Basio was that guy for me. It just seemed to me like every time I turn around, go to Milwaukee and catch a game, it's like Basio again. There's really we got to see Basio again. For you, it's Friday's starter, and we'll and take a look. It's much better than Jeff Supon, which is who it was. I will take. Friday's starter over Supon 100% of the time. Okay. We'll take a look at that pitching matchup. Game one, uh, Brewers in Cleveland, interleague play. We'll do that next here on The Fan. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. All right, Brewers uh, will have an off day tomorrow and just sit and relax and enjoy 31 games over 500. A chance to break the franchise mark of 31 games over 500. That's a tie, obviously. Uh, they can go to 32 with a victory on Friday in Cleveland. It is a, a three-game set in Cleveland, an off day, and then a two-game set against the Detroit Tigers. But, uh, again, as we said before the break, Evan, you're going to see which p- Brewers pitcher for the seventh time this season in three different parks. Adrian Hauser. That's your guy. And coming right off of the first complete game shutout in seven years for the Brewers, I've, I, I'm not mad. I, two months ago, I might have been a little annoyed, but at this point, I'm not mad. He might be the Brewers' hottest starting pitcher right now. Why not? The, 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 only, the only bad thing about your trip, and I'll, I'll let people in on this, is, is you will not be drinking. Yeah, I... You know, being a good friend, we're driving on Friday morning, leaving our time probably around 5 o'clock in the morning, going to the game, uh, staying the night outside of Cleveland, coming back the next morning, and then on the way back, stopping on the south side of Chicago to watch White Sox, Red Sox. And we're taking my friend's car, and he'll probably do most of the driving. So I said, you know what? You have a good time at the game. I will... I will drive us afterwards. I don't know, man. There's something to be said about Uber. Uh, <laughs> Downtown, though, I'm not. I don't want to pay 75 bucks. I'd rather not drink a beer. No, I, t- I took a couple of Ubers in Chicago a week or two ago, and they're very affordable. Honestly, they're they're not that bad. Something to think about. So Adrian Hauser on the hill for the crew opposite. Cleveland is uh, open-ended, aren't they? Yeah, nothing is listed for Cleveland right now. Uh, I don't have a guess. I I don't remember the last time I've watched a Cleveland Indian game or even checked on their stats, so I couldn't tell you who, who will be pitching tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow to find out, or uh, Friday. Yeah, Tune absolutely. Tune in to find out. Brewers off tomorrow. NFL kicks off. Get your fantasy football lineups in. Get your... Uh, Get your uh, fantasy fees paid. Just do that. Just get them out of the way. Uh, Get that done. Just a friendly customer service reminder. Congratulations to Ted Simmons making it into the Hall of Fame today. Big time. I uh, had a chance to uh, meet Ted on a few occasions. Uh, 
really happy for uh, the uh, former Brewers backstop. So 6 o'clock is the first pitch on Friday. After the last pitch, you make the switch. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. 5 o'clocker on Saturday, a nooner on Sunday, just to set the schedule. We are going to be on on Sunday, just just so you know. And you know what's going to happen there. It'll be, you know, well, almost two eyes on, on the Packer game and uh, what's left over on the Brewers. That's fair. Okay. I, I okay. think both of us will probably have our eyes set on Brewers baseball, though. And don't forget, Fantasy Football Weekly fires up Sunday at 10. You want some advice? You want the injury report? You never know what's going to happen in pregame or, um, you know, you, you just never know. You want the uh, weather forecast? Maybe that'll have an impact. Looking forward to doing that with you, Evan, on uh, Sunday morning. Fantasy Football Weekly, the 15th season of that show, the 16th season of this show. Uh, You guys have a great night. Enjoy the uh, day off tomorrow for the crew. And we'll talk to you again on Friday night. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. Remember, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.